from the front line. It's not going to work, man. From the tailgates. Representing KGYR and its stakeholders, we are the Forum for the Fan, the Bleed Blue Show. Flying solo, here's your host, Steve. Yeah, we are the Forum for the Fan, the Bleed Blue Show, the Dugout Podcast. Uh, with Bleeding Yankee Blue, Susie Prof, I'm going to talk what a difference a week made, does it, does it make? Uh, as far as uh, just just seven days ago, we were on here speculating if there was going to be a season, the longevity of drawing out the lockout, if it's going to happen, and then literally uh, within that episode, within 24 hours, 48 hours, something like that, baseball figures out a way. MLBPA, MLB get it gets the job. Then there's going to be some changes in the uh, the CBA, and we're going to talk about these changes. Now I know our own team has made some moves since uh, last night, and we'll talk about that. Let's get to that later. Uh, we got no time to waste because I am anxious to get the opinions of a Susie Prof, of Carl. I think this is Carl with us as well. The Dugout Podcast because I want to talk about these rule changes, getting the season underway. Let's get right into it, man. Uh, Susie Prof, uh, Susie Prof one on IG, and of course, Bleeding Yankee Blue, uh, you know, the, the website, uh, Yankee articles and, and, and news and all that. Susie Prof, say hello. I, we're going to lead off with you, but man, we're going to go right down the line of all the check boxes because I know we're going to agree on a lot of things and some things we're going to disagree, but nonetheless, baseball is back. How you doing? Hey. So uh, they listened to us last week, huh? Oh, they so listened to you. They, all the way. They, they, know they, 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 listen, they listen to you. You know, you already knew where I stood last week. It, it, it meant no difference to me. Now, well, I'll explain later if, if we had the chance because, you know, the way our team is currently constructed, you know, my, my thoughts, man, well, the Yankees got a long way to go anyway. So we kind of need more time off anyway. But they listened to you, Susie Pro. I don't know. I guess your magic worked. Well, you know what? They didn't want us going to some streaming service, right? So they think they better not lose us at this point. <laughs> but, uh, oh, I mean, if it was Susie Prof, that's problems. Yeah, we're going to talk about a lot of that <laughs> stuff, man. Some of the yeah. stuff I'm like, eh. And then some of the stuff you probably like A42. Hey, Carl, is, is this, if this is you, what's up, man? How you doing, man? Hey, pleasant good evening, everybody. I guess everybody loves baseball again. <laughs> yeah. the, way, the way it was being portrayed the, the previous couple of weeks you know you would have thought like the world was going to end yeah that's the thing though Carl and Susie Prof because they talk, that's another thing I hold about this whole thing all the quote unquote reports was it really as far apart as they say they were Susie Prof because just a week ago they made it seem like this is never getting there but how you go from that to this. We could probably just start there. And now if you want to uh, pick some of these uh, changes you want to you want to go through, and then Carl can piggyback off of you, then I can respond to that. Because some of the shit I like, some of the shit I don't like. But let's talk about it. And then we can get to our own team later, towards the later end of this episode. Yeah, sure. Uh, I do want to point out that the Braves just picked up Matt Olson, which is very interesting. That. because I of, saw that. Of course, what, I mean, he was in play with us, but you know what? Uh, of course, we wind up getting uh, Guzman from from Texas. But I mean, it, it, hey, listen, it, it could be it could be a good move. But you asked me more of a question 
about uh, you know the the notable rule changes uh, for this yes. year. Firstly, let me say this: the two that I was actually jumping for joy, and I, I don't even really need to tell you because you probably know. The nine-inning game, nine oh, inning games and double-headers. Come on. Oh, Come on. That's a real game. Hello. And run around no runners run around on base to start the extra running. <laughs> I don't. Come on. The fake baseball stuff is gone. All right? So that that I'm happy about. Those are, those are the two that I'm, I'm most happy about. Universal DH, yes, because I, I like to really struggle around that. Um, so I, I'm really glad about that. But the one I'm not real thrilled about the the extended postseason. I'd, I'll be perfectly honest with you. I mean, I think I, I like the competition, the you know the wild card, all that. That's fun. Um, but I, I, I don't know. I, I don't need I don't need to have any more expansion on that. I, I think it's just a way to make money. But I whatever. Agree. Um, but I, I do agree. like I like my nine inning games. That's real baseball, and that's phantom runner, what are we calling it, a ghost runner, which is a joke. So I'm so glad that those are gone. Those are probably the ones that are most notable for me uh, at this point. Um, I know we're going to talk about the big trade from last night, which I oh, I couldn't even sleep last night. Steve, seriously? Like you told me, yeah, 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 we're, we're going to hook up. We're going to talk about, you know, baseball, being back, or whatever, and then, bam, we get the Sanchez situation last night and I was just like holy crap of course I got to see Gio Shella go out with Sanchez which doesn't make me real happy but if I have to get rid of Sanchez then Gio sorry sorry that you have to go with him <laughs> what's weird about that when we go to Carl about that um because Boone yeah. came out it was kind of like promoting or oh, yeah. is going to be the yeah. starting day shortstop and then literally later he's gone yeah. So I don't know what the hell that was all about. But, Carl, you know, what do you think about the expansion on the postseason with more teams? Um, we'll start with the points uh, Susie Prop brought out. The uh, the doubleheader games, only the nine innings, and then the, also the uh, no runners on second base uh, when he gets the extra innings when it's not a doubleheader. We'll start there. Well, let me – well, let me start with the last point first, because uh, this actually came out a couple of hours ago uh, that the, uh, the league and the union are discussing uh, restoring that ghost runner rule uh, that we have seen the last two seasons. So that is being up for discussion. So just pause on that, because that what we have been seeing might not go away if the two sides agree to bring that back uh, for 2020. I'm actually kind of for it personally. I'm like, come on, guys, we got to speed this game up. We got to get out of here. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not looking to stay another hour or 30 minutes or whatever it is. Let's let's, let's move this game along. So I'm I'm totally for that. I actually, me and a friend were talking about this. I actually would have proposed uh, having second on second and third one out and playing extra innings that way. But I don't know if that would you know you know pass uh you know pass, you know pass both sides if they wanted to do that. But that was just my idea personally. Um, as far as the postseason goes, there's every sport in, 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 in North America, at least, expands its postseason. And NHL has done it. Hell, NHL had 16 teams when they had, I think it was 28 teams or 26 teams, whatever the number was. NBA expanded. Uh, football just expanded. Um, baseball is no different than anybody else. It's about $100 bucks to do it. And it could have been more had they gone to 14 teams. 
Um, that's just the way it is. That's just the way of the world. They're, the owners get the money on the back end with the postseason games being broadcast. There's more inventory for games. That's just part of the mix. You, I have to accept it. I'm, I'm cool with it. I actually did like the players' union's idea of if, um, if having the if they were going to do I think it was do the 14 teams, uh, having the the one team be able to only have to win one game to advance and have the opposing team, uh, which would, I guess would in this case be the wild card winner, have to do two games to advance because um, I don't believe in the concept of quote-unquote home field advantage. It just, it's In baseball, it's not really a relevant term. Uh, if you have a better, if you have two starting pitchers or three starting pitchers, it doesn't really matter where the game is. You know, home, you have that advantage, whether the game's at home or on the road. So making the opposing team that is, basically in, in under a deficit of a game right off the bat puts them in an elimination mode and they have to play the game and then a team that only needs to have one game to win. So I am totally, uh, I was for that, but it looks like that's not going to happen at least yet. And then you also have to factor in, I do believe between now and 2030, I do believe there will be expansion um, of teams. I do believe Nashville will have a team uh, by 2030. And I do believe, um, Las Vegas will have a team by 2030 that will then just make the percentage of teams um, eligible for the postseason. If you take the percentage, I think baseball still has the lowest of any professional sport uh, in North America. So you figure that 14 out of 32 is likely going to happen within the next eight years. I would, I would be very, very certain um, on that. As far as the rule changes go uh, for this year, Uh, The universal DH, finally, um, I think both leagues should be playing with the exact same rules. There should not be two separate rules for for, for two separate leagues. It doesn't make any sense at all uh, whatsoever. For next season, uh, I do like the fact that everybody is going to be playing um, essentially similar schedules where you're playing everybody from each league uh, at least one time. Uh, No other league, (laughs) you know, essentially no other league, Every other league does it. You know, you go if you, in the NBA, you play everybody at least one time, maybe two times a year. Uh, hockey, same thing. Uh, NFL, you play the opposing conference at least one time, you know, one time a season. And somehow baseball was really the only league that outside of just interleague play against a certain division, you know, you, that was it. You, you talk about growing the game. You know, there's some times where a, a team might not visit your particular city for six, seven years. That almost doesn't make any sense conceptually. So you have to, you know, figure that in. Some of the other rules, the pitch clock, I'm totally for that. Let's speed the game up here. Um, I know they're talking about defensive shift. I'm not totally sure how they're going to go about that. Uh, I'm not totally um, for banning the quote the shift. Um, I know folks have had some complaints about that because you know it makes lefty hulking sluggers, which is really this is what this is designed for. You know, to to get them to hit the ball into areas of the field that are protected by defenders. My suggestion would be is that the way hitters have been developed, particularly left-handed hitters over the last 15 years, have led to this sort of situation where they're being shifted against in such a way where their effectiveness is being, um, you know, being taken, you know, taken out of the game. Chris Davis is the first person in my mind that this comes. Him and Ryan Howard were like the first two guys I really saw this happening to. Um, the Yankee trade goes, we probably can get into this a later, little bit later on. Um, yeah, you know, I'll, I'll table that for a much later discussion. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. We'll get into the Yankee stuff towards the end of this. Cause there's a lot of the stuff you highlighted and Susie prop highlighted that I think 
us fans should definitely see if we like, dislike, and this is going to be for a good conversation. And the infamous one has joined us. Uh, Av, uh, Nickelbacker Avenue, our source for the streets, but also bleed blue Yankee fan out. Av, we laid it out. Susie Prof and, and Carl just went through the points as far as what they like, what they dis, you know, what they did not like with the, you know, the expansion. Do you, are you for the expansion? What they did with the uh, more playoff teams? Are you for the Universal DH? Are you for or against um, Ghost Runners? Uh, and also the double headers, you know, you know, limiting it to nine inning games. And Carl also highlighted the fact that uh, going into next season, they're going to have a more balanced schedule. What is your thoughts on all those points? And we'll get to the Yankees and, and all that stuff later in transactions. How you doing, Ed? What's going on, everybody? Thank you for uh, for oh, allowing man. me to jump to jump into the dugout for the first time. And what what has it been? It's been a while since I've been on on this, on this platform. Too busy on my on my own, and sometimes I'm, I'm too busy for that one as well. But um, yep. to, to, you know, to, to your point, Steve, um, the Universal DH thing should have been. I, I'm sorry, but they're like five, ten years too late. <laughs> I mean, it's about time. It's, I'm glad that they're finally doing it, but it's like shouldn't this happen like around the introduction of interleague play? I, I never understood the the concept of of, of 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 having national league rules versus American league rules when. Um, the umpires all became major league baseball umpires a while ago. They're not even NL and AL like they, you know, like they were back in like what the, I would say the nineties. Um, so it's been about good 20 something years that, you know, we pretty much have unified the, the leagues here. I mean, yeah, and it's nice to separate them by, you know, by distinction, but the rules should all be the same. We're, they're all playing the same exact identical game. Now I know that some, Pitchers who like to hit are going to, you know, they're probably not going to like it too much. But, hey, it doesn't completely negate them 100%. I mean, you can still, if you de- if you pinch hit the, the DH, the pitcher then comes back in and, and becomes a hitter himself. So, that's all, you know, that's all fun um, to add more intrigue and fun to the game. Um, I'm all for it. Um, the pitch clock situation, I, I'm, mm-hmm. I don't know exactly um, it, it I know that was kind of introduced in, in, in some other levels. Uh, I know in the minors and, and in college, and they tried to. I, I don't. I don't know. I, I wasn't very too privy to too many of the pitch clock in major league yet, um, because I've yet to hear of a pitch clock violation, and I don't even know what that would be. Maybe I just haven't watched enough games for me to for me to tell. But the fact of the matter is, the universal DH is a big is a big thing. The the pitch clock big thing. The shit. Um, really diminishes the game. I mean, yeah, it, 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 it's good for defensive, and, it, and it's good to you know to limit you know the limit the amount of damage for a uh, for a defensive team. But it just kills the allure of the game altogether. I mean, baseball has a. I mean, this being you know the second work stoppage, you know, since that big '94 strike, you they couldn't afford to continue to have these you know these little knacks of the game to continue to hinder its progress to appeal to a younger audience. Look, the fact of the matter is most of our generation, you and me, Steve, we're about the same age. Most of our generation, even though we love baseball, we kind of moved on. We'll still watch them. We'll still support them, of course. But we're, but we're focusing more on what? The NBA, the NFL, the NHL, and other sports right now. Baseball has a lot to do, a lot of work to do to appeal to the young audience. 
who is going to be your key demographic here to you know to boost up its this popularity, boost up its ratings, boost up its attendance, and you know in sales and merchandise. That's going to be very huge if you if they really focus on that. I, I mean, besides the community outreach programs that they're already um, doing in the inner cities. They really need to start appealing more to that younger demographic, you know, more TV, more exposure, more, you know, friendly things, because that's going to be – I don't think that you're going to grab this generation or earlier. You're going to have to start brand new and start focusing on that younger demographic, and hopefully that will enthuse the game of baseball and, and make it America's pastime again. It's going, it's, it's going to take a lot of work. It, it really is. Um, what other change was there? Um, we you lost my train of thought for a second. That? I, so playoff experience, are you cool with that or yay or nay? I'm impartial. Um, I don't mind <laughs> the idea of, of, of more of, of more playoff teams, but it does kind of like, you know, it, 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 it does seem like a rockier way to get to – I mean, if they're not the number one seed, it seems like a rockier, you know, a, a rockier path to the World Series and to the, and to the inevitable title. And the only thing is, is that, um, you know, I, I'm drawing back to, like, back in what, what was it, 2005, 2006, where, like, the season ended on Friday, the, the playoffs started on Saturday, and then, you know, once that, once that, um, that wild, uh, wild card game was done – they ro- the Yankees rolled in right next to the you know the division series had a wild five game series and then the very next day was in the championship series and had no, had no gas left. I mean, I think if baseball has figured a way to you know to to appropriate that schedule and not be con- you know constrained to this you know um, this April to November October kind of deal, I'm for it. But if it's going to be more games smushed together. And there's never like really any break in there for the players to rest and, and prepare for the next round. Then they really did not help help their cause because the whole point of baseball is to build enthusiasm, not to start to build you know that kind of I don't know that, that amount of pressure on, on the players. They're already squeezing still a lot of money out of these players, and it's kind of it, it was it was downright criminal why the lockout even happened. Um, the fact that they're, you know, that it's over, and now we're starting heading into, you know, we're now in hot stove talk, and you know, the Yankees made a move, and other teams made a move. I'm just kind of like, I really don't care about the about that right now. I just want to see baseball get started. Cool, man. Cool. Let me get my thoughts, and we go back to Susie Prof. Uh, I'm going to go back to Carl's point on as far as expansion uh, teams. I I don't know if more is actually better, uh, but I do. I like the idea of the Vegas market, and I do like the idea of the Nashville market. Now, I don't know if it's going to be a case where Oakland does not get that new stadium. I know they've been really pretty much pondering for that for the last couple of years. So just like their football team, I could see if Oakland didn't get a stadium deal or if they did or whatever, that Vegas would be a viable option to relocate. And I was always saying the same thing for the last several years with Tampa Bay. Because um, I've said it even on this platform for the last couple of years, like Charlotte would have made an ideal baseball city. I know they got a AAA affiliate, uh, but 
Nashville's not right. They're right behind each other. I, I think Nash, baseball would definitely work in, in Nashville, Tennessee, because Tampa Bay, they really don't have a home field, and it's just not – if you ever been to uh, Tropicana, it's not really the best venue for watching baseball. It's been good for their baseball team as far as they've been competitive and winning divisions and shit like that. But Nashville and Las Vegas makes a lot of sense, but not to add more teams, but to relocate two teams. And uh, you know, and maybe one goes to the, the the other league or whatever. And speaking of other leagues, let me get back to that point. See, the uni- I'm actually not for the universal DH like that. However. If you're going to go universal DH, and like what Carl said, and I am, okay, if you go with the balanced scheduling, I would say get rid of the, the leagues. Like, AL, just scrap it. Just get rid of it. Then, I, then would, to me, it would make more sense. Scrap AL, scrap NL, because that was the whole point of the difference between batting in your home party if you're an AL, NL team was because of DH versus pitcher. That was pretty much the main difference. If you're going to go that route, which is cool, uh you know, if you want to bring on Universal DH, scrap the whole division, the whole stick of division, and just go, just pretty much how how it is with soccer. Um, you know, you know, don't even put it in groups. If you're going to have a balanced schedule in the next year, just play the top teams that have it based on record, since everybody's going to play each other the same number of times, home or away, and that's probably the most fairest way you could do when you play against every team in the league, which I'm cool for, get rid of the divisions, because that divisions makes no sense at that point. So I would do it by best record, obviously, so it doesn't even matter if you're the Dodgers and you probably get the number one seed and you play the bottom seed who maybe, let's say, I don't know, I'll throw out the White Sox or something. I mean, it may be a, a logistical uh, unfairness as far as traveling versus, let's say, maybe it could be Minnesota versus uh, Milwaukee in one round, even though they may be middle seeds. I'm just throwing out hyper, you know, you know, scenarios. Just I'm not for the divisions if you're going to go for that route. And then um, I'm with you, Susie Prof. Um, I'm not for the uh, ghost runners. I understand it in the sense of the COVID year, why they went that way, because they wanted to get games out and done, because we didn't really have an idea with COVID how – Things were going to go, so they wanted to get games over quick. Um, and, and Susie Pro, I'm still kind of undecided on that pitch clock situation. You know, we talked about it last week. You know, that's that's a unique thing as far as pitchers winding up and getting into the sets. I don't know how I really feel about that yet. A, still a week later after we put that on the table. Now, what I will bring to uh, what y'all didn't bring up, you know, the automatic uh, ball and strike zone that they've been playing around with. The last couple of years in the minors, if you, how you feel about that, Susie Prof? Uh, we talked about the larger bases last week as well. I'm actually kind of for that, and I still am uh, since last week. And then also the tanking with the lottery. You know, you know, teams tanking so they get higher draft picks. I and I always, I always said this to you a lot, Susie Prof, and to you, Av. Baseball needs to get more like the other sports is prime time with their drafts. That's how you get exposure, man. Like you got to promote people who are going to come into your league. So you get rid of the, the tanking, go to a draft lottery system, cool, but also try to promote the young guys who are going to eventually come up into the major league, uh, to the major leagues, man. Um, I'm all for the balance schedule, Susie Prov. I don't know where you stand with that. Give me your thoughts. And if you want to get into the, the, the transactions that had happened with Sanchez being shipped to Minnesota, that, which was really interesting, like I said, with Urshela, also um, – Getting back, uh, kind of Vanilla, who actually played a decent glove a couple of years ago, and it's weird because he he just got to um, Minnesota, 
after <laughs> and then the next day gets traded, which which was weird. But if you want to talk about the Yankee transactions, feel free. And I think that Matt Olson transaction between the Athletics and the Braves was really interesting because we all know that the elephant in the room is Freddie Freeman. Now, Susie Prof, anything else you would like to add as far as um, the, the rules, the transactions, getting ready for uh, the league, uh, the balance schedule? Do you like the AONO concept with the universal DH or just get rid of the divisions altogether and just go one through whatever the number of teams in a uh, playoff scenario? How do, you, how do you think about that? Wow, that's a lot, Steve. And yeah. we just got back to baseball. <laughs> um, <laughs> right. Wow. I mean, where do I start? Well, you know how I feel about the pitch, the pitch counter. I, I'm not a real fan. And honestly, I'm not about artificial. I'm really not. I'm about, and I guess that means that makes me a little bit of a hypocrite around the DH, <laughs> right? Because everybody should hit. But I, I think that one's more, uh, more about injuries, less about power. I mean, some may say, oh, you put the big, you know, you have another big bat in the lineup, so therefore uh, more home runs, you know, more more opportunity to to have um, higher higher run games, so, uh, so that's more excitement, right? And that that attracts the youth. So I, I you know, I, I guess the DH thing, without the DH thing, I mean, I I think that's a good thing. I, I'm not about the pitch clock. Uh, the bases is a safety thing too, so I guess I'd be around that. I don't like the shift. I've never liked the shift. I also think that that screws people up as far as like you're out of position, so that's kind of like you know could promote injury from both the batter and 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 the and the pitch uh, and the um, and the fielder just being out of position. So I don't like that. The ghost runner I've already spoken about. Just a fan of that. Um, as far as the divisions, it's interesting you bring that up. I still like that. I mean, even with football and hockey and basketball, there's still um, conferences, I don't, uh, divisions. Yeah, I don't see the so point, I, I think it still works. Sorry? But let me ask you this. What's the benefit of that? I don't understand the point it's the of logistics. doing I think that. It's when more logistics. Yeah, I think it's more logistics, and I think – there's something even with the you know like the basketball uh, you know Big East ACC um, Pac-10. I think it's it's just like interesting to have like conference play and then and then exploring outside the conference to kind of see how you're playing. I, I like that. I, I like having that division rivalry. I don't want to get rid of that. I agree with you that like we've now layered that you know leveled the playing field. And the DH, we do have interleague games, and I think all that adds a little spark and excitement. But there's nothing like a division rival, like a Boston Red Sox Yankee game, a Philly Met game, uh, a Dodger, um, you know, uh, San Francisco game. Like I, I, I don't know. There's something, there's something about that that I don't want to give up. I think that that's too much fun and and uh, too exciting. You know, uh, you know, I, I don't the other the other rivalries like you know oh playing the Mariners who cares you know uh, the Yankees are playing I don't know whatever a, a, a team that I, I could care less about the Reds who cares you know uh, mm-hmm. I, I just I, I just think that it, you got to keep it for the rivalry um, the trains so I am not a Josh Donaldson fan I know you're shocked mm-hmm. Steve. 
Um, no, shocking. Cocky, cocky, overpaid, mouthy jackass that we just don't need. Uh, I don't know how he's going to gel with this team. We already have a problem with, like, egos on this team, and now we're going to have this guy. I am just not thrilled. 36 years old. I don't know how much longer he's got. Um, honestly, he's been injured here and there throughout the years. I prefer Gio Ochoa at third base. The end. I don't. I wish that didn't happen. Um, I love the shortstop. I love the catcher. Fortunately, mm-hmm. I, I think I'm an old head, Steve. I think I'm just like old because the catcher is like the same age as my son. And I'm like, holy crap, like this kid is coming in here. And I, he doesn't have enough, um, you know, games to really determine. Like people were like trashing him about hitting. I don't know. I saw his his uh, his physique and and his uh, his muscles. He looks like he could probably rip a few if given the chance with the right coaching. So I'm hoping that he's defensively what they say he is, which is incredible. We we really were at a deficit. Anybody could run on Sanchez, and seriously, we know how many pass balls he had over the years. So I'm just thrilled that I don't have that stress of him behind the plate anymore. I guess I, I lose maybe something to talk about, but I'd rather talk positive about a team um, and not always, you know, negative. And I felt like all I did was, was talk negatively about, about Sanchez. Um, I do want to say to you, Steve, I would love baseball to be expanded into other cities. Um, I think Nashville is just a great market. And I think uh, the people there would be thrilled for it. I, I also agree with you with Las Vegas. I think that's a smart move, and I would love to see that. Um, you know, I think it's interesting you said Charlotte, North Carolina, you know, down there would be also sort of interesting. It's a shame what they did. I, I mean, the Rays are the Rays, right? They're a pain in the neck. They've always been a pain in the neck. But that ball field is just awful. It's like just a terrible testament to that team. And if that meant mm-hmm. that they leave Tampa to go to Nashville or do we make a new franchise there, I, I, I don't know. But um, I'd love to see baseball in Nashville and in Las Vegas, Steve. I think that would be really, really exciting. So I don't know if I hit everything that you said, but uh, – yeah. Again, I think sometimes I'm old-fashioned when it comes to baseball. I don't like artificiality. I, I'm i not a fan of some of these rules, unless it's a safety thing, as they pointed out. But, you know, just to speed up the game, to be frank with you, I like – I find baseball relaxing. I know a lot of young people, the young people getting into golf. Golf, golf is the slowest game that's out there, but yet young people are, are getting excited about golf. Um, I think they can do things to make the game a little bit more exciting um, from time to time. Like, interestingly enough, watching uh, the players' tournament, you know, the the kind of like, you know, uh, banter on the side and sort of the additional information that you can get about what club the the you know the the pro is hitting with, or just you know other things about like information infographics, if you will, about like kind of what's going on during golf. So I don't think young people want to speed the game up necessarily. Um, I know young kids that want to get to the ballpark early 
and get to the bars and, you know, meet up with friends and then hang out at the field and just enjoy themselves. It's not about rushing through. And it's like, you know, Disneyland, you, you don't want to rush through Disneyland. You want to take your time and get, get, get it, you know, get the feel for it, get the smell of the, of the park, get, get as much out of it as you can. And I think uh, rushing it is just, you know, a terrible shame. So, let me ask you this, and before we go to Carl, so how is this going to work with yeah. the pitch clock? If if the time expires, is it like a ball for the uh, the batter? Does he <laughs> take base? Like if it's three balls and he doesn't get the pitch, all is automatic walk. And then also, can you imagine how it is going to be in right field with the bleacher creatures where Nickabaka Ave always hangs out when he goes to the game? Oh my god! The, it gets that three. Oh you know, god. it goes down. You can see the clock from five, four, three. You can hear the, the fans in right field just. Yelling the clock, counting down like Giannis Antetokounmpo at the free throw line in the NBA playoffs, counting down the pitch clock. That that's that would be fun. It's, it's totally ridiculous. I, I mean, is it, is it twenty seconds? Is that what they guess? Wasn't like fourteen. That's, remember that's we talked about last week, is, like fourteen. Right? Wasn't like fourteen with no one on and like nineteen with, a, with runners on or something like that. Unless they changed that, that was what it was last week when we were discussing this. Uh, I don't know. I I don't like it at all. I think it's just again more artificiality of the game. I think it stresses everybody out. But we did talk about this, Steve, because we were like, yeah, well, in football, you know, whatever. But then, what do you call a timeout? You know what I mean? Like it, it just oh. seems so silly. You know, I don't know. Not for me. All right, all right. Now, um, Carl, anything else you'd like to add? You want to talk about the transactions, anything else with the rules? We didn't talk about this, though, the, some of these uniforms, man. You're going to start seeing, like, PC Richard on the Yankee jerseys. You ready for that, bro? Of course. Um, that's how every sport is going. <laughs> you have to make money. Yep. And I'm sorry, you know, the, the tr- quote-unquote traditional old-school folk that, you know, that don't like this and don't like that, like this, come on, let's. Let's advance into the new world. Like we keep talking about these traditions that people hold so dearly, and yet somehow only baseball is the somehow to be the only sport that has to not be what any other sport is. So just just to kind of put this in perspective, folks want baseball to advance in the 21st century, but still want to keep stuff from the 19th century. Does that make any sense whatsoever? Like it doesn't. It it doesn't compute logically at least to me it does not um as far as the pitch clock goes they've been doing that in the minors for about five years now and if mm-hmm. after the in tw- the minors it's 20 seconds and if you don't get your pitch up in 20 seconds they have the clock right there if you've ever been to a minor league game they have the clock right there for you to see it if you don't do it within 20 seconds it's an automatic ball so the guys that have been coming up into the major leagues have already been through this so the stress or whatever, the guys that are coming in the league are like, oh, damn, there's no pitch clock here? <laughs> so they've been, you know, they've been trained. If you're, if you're 22 years old, you basically, uh, as, and that's, you know, 22, 23, 24, you've already been through this. So it's nothing new. The only people that are really, you know, it's going to affect are the vets that are, you know, let's just say 30, and, and they're going up, you know, aging up, you know, upper 20s, maybe early 30s who didn't have that when they came up to the league. But for the most part, guys are pretty much used to that as, storm, as a standard operating procedure. So if that's – now, unfortunately, uh, based on the research that they've done on this, 
it has not necessarily increased um, it has not necessarily decreased the time of the game, which would seem a little odd. And I think part of that might just be due to the fact that there's just more foul balls being hit than ever before. Um, you were, ta- we're talking about the expansion. I brought up those two cities earlier, uh, and you were talking about relocating some teams. No, no, they're not relocating any teams. They are expanding by two additional teams. And the reason for that is because there's about $5 billion available to do this. If each team were to be, if expansion were to take place and you just put a posting fee, each city would get about, or each team would get about $2.5 billion on the open market right now, today. So that's about $5 billion. Well, divide that by 30 teams. That comes out to about what? $27 million? I have to do the math. I haven't done the exact math on it, but you, you can kind of do the math on your own and figure that's where the owners make up their money. Right there, just by expanding by two teams. Moving Oakland, moving Tampa Bay doesn't make any money. However, expanding by two teams with two new fees expands the pot of expands the uh, the pool pot um, in terms of the money that the owners make. Um, as far as this whole uh, younger audience thing, and this has been a theme that since this lockout has come about in the last couple of weeks, I got that, you know I kind of had to break it to some folks, but. Uh, baseball has a structural issue that cannot be solved by rule changes or television timings or any of the stuff that folks have been complaining about. Okay. Unfortunately, baseball is a sport where monetarily, while you can make a lot of money in the game, if you can get to the league and stay in the league for a number of years, the road to getting there much much now than it ever was in the 80s or the 70s or the 60s when the percentage of players who played um, were much different than they are today. Um, there is, if you were talking about promoting the sport, well, the draft is on prime time as it is anyway. But however, here's the other problem. It, as, as baseball has declined, football and baseball have expanded, right? The issue with that is because it's easier for the moment, relatively speaking, to get to the professional ranks if you're taking one of those avenues than it is if you're going to be a baseball player. If you're going to be a baseball player, first of all, you have to have the access to be able to play baseball to start with. So your neighborhood where you grow up has a big, big factor in whether or not you even decide to play baseball to begin with. That can't be changed today, next week, next month, next year, or in a number of years. That is a structural imbalance. Whether if you want to go play football, you can pretty much feel the figure that you're way into doing that. If you want to play basketball, you can figure your way into doing that. Baseball, unfortunately, that's why it is a rural game. It's, it's very rarely will you see guys from the city be able to play baseball because there's just not enough access to do so. Now, let's just say you happen to be good enough to get drafted. You get drafted in the league. You might not make the, the actual major leagues for about three years. <laughs> whether you get drafted out of high school or maybe if you go to college. So right off the bat, you get drafted in the NFL, you're drafted, you're right in the league, you're in the league. You get drafted into the, uh, into the NBA, you're in the NBA. That's not the same in baseball. So now you have that factored in. Then if you even get to the league, you have to wait six years before you each even hit free agency. So based on the current rules that they stand now, 
you're not going to really be able to cash in until you're about 28, 29, and maybe even 30 years old before the real money hits. And at this point, based on the way the data has come in, teams are now looking to not pay guys that get to that age and are saying, listen, you're going to be declining, so we're just going to lower your salary anyway. Unlike the other two leagues where you can make money very early and have popularity at such a young age and cash in immediately, baseball does not offer that. And there's nothing you can do in the rules to change that, whether it's making the games faster, whether it's banning the shift. There's nothing they can do about that, unfortunately. Now, they'll make a lot of money because streaming services and, in, uh, and, and cable television, which is huge. I'm, I don't know if you guys had mentioned that. The, the money that baseball gets because of the inventory is going to continue to increase. However, the popularity will decrease because not enough folks are watching it. And there's nothing really baseball can do about that, no matter what anybody says. You know, it's, it's, a, it's a tired argument that's been going on for about 10 years. It's the truth. It's, it's, it's like boxing in a lot of ways. Nobody wants to hear that, but unfortunately, that's just the way it is. And, you know, it's, it's something we could probably talk about at a later time uh, on a, separate from the program. But there is that structural imbalance that baseball cannot get out of that, unfortunately, is sort of indebted into the sport right now. Mm-hmm. I understand that point. Yeah, uh, thank you for that. Thank you for uh, explaining all that. That's real good. Ab, uh, anything else you'd like to add? You heard all the thoughts from Susie Prof and uh, Carl. Uh, anything else you'd like to add, or you want to talk about the transactions, anything else we have not discussed, uh, the expansion, so on and so forth? Well, an expansion idea, is, to me, is a wonderful idea. Um, if you can expand the, if you can expand your market to to cities that don't, that probably don't have professional teams, or even if they do, if they've already had established fan bases, like Charlotte, you know, like a team in Virginia, like you know Las Vegas, as you stated, maybe even you know, maybe if you get into the like the, the, into the Dakotas, I don't know, I don't know if, if, if baseball would be interested in going to that route. But increasing the amount of teams and expanding those teams will just will be exactly what Carl just said. We'll just increase the revenue coming in uh, um, for the owners, which is bad for the players because now you got more players coming in. You're flooding the market, and, and guys are already making you know nickels and dimes as it is. To add to his point, that's you know because he's talking about like just in you know for the United States alone. Now, if you just venture into Latin America, where there's where there's a little bit, you know, a much more feasible way, but it's still the same kind of structure. You can you can get signed today, you know, living in the Dominican Republic, Puerto Rico, Colombia, Mexico, or or, or, or any of these other, um, or even Cuba, and you have that same freaking the same problem. You're under contract for so you know for so many years. You're making nickels and dimes, pretty much, you know, barely enough to stay afloat. Then. Then, if you quite possibly enter into the minor leagues, that's I mean, and and then you know, there's a there's a good um, movie out there. It's called um, Asuka. It's it, it, it translates to sugar, and it's about a Dominican player that had the same issue. He was an a, he was like a rookie ball, uh, signed a big bonus, went through the system, then he went to the minors, got lost in the system, and then and eventually quit, and ended up in New York as like a dishwasher or something but that kind of situation happens all the time you know if anybody walks around the city enough you, you notice it's like damn there's like a lot of these big dominican dudes why because a lot of them fall through the cracks and end up back in new york because that's you know this is where like little dominican republic is 
but a lot of that situation happens very, very frequently. The structure that Carl was just saying is – he – I couldn't follow that. First of all, Carl, wow, thank you for that information because I couldn't explain it any better than he just did. But that is absolutely true. The way the, – the structure of, 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 a, of a player's contract from the beginning to end or even the avenue to even get the contract is a pain in the ass – for somebody, you know, for somebody who lives in a, in a city or some, you know, some area in the United States or even northern Canada where baseball is not a very popular or very well-followed sport as it, you know, as it probably once was back in the 90s. There's, there, you know, there was at one point talk about even moving the Blue Jays out of Toronto and just keep, the, keep everybody into, in the United States and, I think that's a horrible idea. If anything, they should be thinking about moving more into Canada and even one day venture into Mexico. One, you know, maybe that'll be, you know, after we're dead and gone, but that's something that you want to do. If you really want to make this a, a America's pastime and make this a worldwide game, they have to start expanding. Um, I'm surprised that, the, you know, I know COVID had a lot to do with it, but they didn't have the baseball classic and they should have had that again. But they should make it more international. They should make it more of a, like a mandatory thing, get more worldwide play, known players into these teams and to, and to represent their home countries and, and, and really, you know, open up the exposure of, that, of, of the game to other countries. It's, baseball is enormous in, in Japan, ridiculously enormous. There's only a few, there's only a few things that in Japan that, that, that you know, they're very serious about. Is there baseball and the professional wrestling. Aside from that, and there's still more wrestling, of course. Aside from that, there's nothing going on. Taiwan, same thing. China, same thing. They don't really, you know, venture into other sports. They really just follow baseball. But here in the United States, for some reason, every just like Carl said, you're, you're, you're more streamlined into the NFL, into the NBA, even the NHL, because of the way baseball is structured. Baseball really needs to fix this. And, yeah, it's going to take them a lot of work, but they really should be fixing this. But, unfortunately, the only people who have the power to fix this kind of situation are the same asshole criminal motherfucker <laughs> billionaires who are, who, are, who are banking on these low, long-structured contracts that control the player's uh, uh, um, monetary value up to the age of, as Carl said, as late as 30 or even 32. Big problem. Baseball needs to fix that. Also, um, I mean, come on. The, the minor league system is great, but does anybody ever watch a, a minor league baseball team? No. I, I, I can check the ratings on that, and I'm pretty sure that I'm, pr I'm pretty damn accurate. And then, you know, baseball in college is not even, you know, that heavily televised or even covered in any way, shape, or form. So, you know, there should be something there. Just like in football, just like in basketball. I mean, March Madness is upon us. The brackets just came out, and everyone's freaking going right. crazy about them. And right. do you have something similar for baseball? Absolutely not. In Canada, they have something similar for hockey, and they go crazy about it. So it's it's all it's a cultural thing. It's a it's a structural thing, and it's and it's an overall you know business thing that baseball needs to kind of pull the head on their ass and, and, and get out of, as Carl said, get out of the 1900s. Really quick on the transaction today. I like the move. I like the fact that you're adding another, another bat, another, you know, veteran slugger in, into that lineup. 
you, you just lost one for the, uh, uh, in Gary Sanchez. I, I'm sad to see him go, but at the same time, it was kind of like three years too late again. This is kind of the situation. He's like, they probably should have cut their losses with him a long time ago, but he did have a good year when Judge went down, so it is what it is. But he's too much of a defensive liability. I like the, I like the other players that the, that the Yankees acquired, uh, I, but I really think that they, that they really need to get back to Steve, say it with me now, pitching, pitching, pitching. They haven't even addressed that. And that's something mm-hmm. that they really need to start addressing. I mean, I, I, I like hearing about, the, about a possible Correa. I, I love hearing about story. I love hearing about Friedman, sure. But what pitcher are you bringing it to? You could you may tell me that after Kershaw signed that one-year deal in the, in the Dodgers, the Yankees could come in and say, you know what, we'll give you two. And you couldn't have brought an, a, another arm in here to probably, you know, strengthen and bolster that, ro- that rotation? Come on, Cashman, this is, not, this is nothing new. We've been saying this for, what, three, four, five, six, what was it, like 12 fucking years now? Come on now. Pitching, dude, get, give me some arms who can throw the fucking bunch. Yeah, you got Gary Cole and then, then Greg. What else you got? You know, the starting rotation, it, it, it's, it's hurting, and, you're, and, 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 and in turn, you're freaking killing your bullpen. I mean, yeah, you, uh, um, you know, the Yankees have a, have a knack for structuring a bullpen and getting guys that, you know, that can eat up some innings. For Christ's sake, can we get a guy who can go out there for more than six innings? Get some long relief. Get me, you know, get me like a Romero Mendoza kind of guy from back in the 90s where, you know, somebody who could eat up three, four, five innings in the middle of the game before you get to your closer. Get me a fucking starter. Get me something. Cashman, I'm freaking waiting. <clears throat> Fair enough, Av. Fair enough. Um, I'll be real quick so we can get to you guys' final thoughts. Uh, Yeah, um, yeah, it was cool. I mean, if you had the sacrifice of Shirley, get Sanchez out of here to get a sure glove. Uh, Donaldson doesn't really excite me like Susie Prof. Um, you got Rorvet uh, as, as a catcher. You could probably work with that. Um, I'm, I'm all right with that. Um, yeah, add on with you on the pitching. Uh, don't want to even drill down into that too much. Um, I just look at the local situations in Tampa Bay and Oakland because there's been more, it's deeper than baseball when it comes, especially in Oakland, as far as stadium deals. And they all, they've been having one foot in, one foot out the door. So even if they relocate, fine, cool. Get an expansion teams. I don't know. If you don't get one in Nashville, put one in Charlotte. If you don't get one in uh, Vegas or if you leave out of Oakland, put one in Montreal. I'm with you. Have you put a second team back in Montreal if they could get the stadiums in. That's the reason why they went from, you know, the Espos went to D.C. in the first place. And they had the stadium issues back in the 90s, at, uh, Olympic Stadium. Um, let's see. I uh, got the – you know, we'll get to the season, man, you know, the spring training uh, as it gets uh, underway. And we'll talk about the games uh, uh, and, and more transactions as the weeks to come. Um, you know, I, uh, you know, I'm glad we had this conversation as far as the rules and some of the transactions, the ins and outs, the stuff that we like and dislike. Uh, but let's get final thoughts. We'll, we'll go Susie Prof, lab, last bleeding Yankee Blue. Let's start with Carl. Carl, give us a quick uh, minute minute and a half final thoughts. Same thing from you, Av, if anything you got with the with the hoops and plug that in. And of course Susie Proffer on our fantastic articles and catch up on that. So uh, Carl, give us some final thoughts real quick. Yeah, you know, saying goodbye. I guess I didn't even mention the uh, the trade that was made. Um yeah the tra- you know what the Donaldson thing, um it's fine. Uh I think the Yankees do have too many nice guys on the team. Um you know 
guys that, you know, just just don't really do much for me at all uh, based on what you've seen. So Donaldson last season had 135 games. The COVID season, he missed half the season. The year before that, he played 155 games. And had, had, had I think it was, I think his war was, I think, four and a half. Last year, I think it was two, it was two. 2.9. So from that standpoint, if you were going to buy that in the free agent market, you're probably going to have to pay about 20 million bucks for his production. He costs 25 million. Hey, you know, the upgrade over Rochella defensively, I agree with it. Um, um, In terms of Kinnear Falat, I saw saw him here in Texas, not a bad player, um, but nice about it. Uh, If you want to go a little bit further, I know they're talking about Rizzo again, um, but, you know, if you want to call the Cincinnati Reds, who are basically giving away every player that has any type of money attached to them, why don't you can call them about Joey Votto? I'm pretty sure that they'll take your phone call if you're willing to take uh, the, the last uh, 50 million bucks of his contract on for the next two years. I'm not sure if the Yankees will do that, but that's just an idea. Um, as far as pitching goes, listen, the team has currently con- uh, constructed, you know, they're not really going to go far with this pitching. I'm sorry. You know, people can talk about Severino and, and all these other guys. Like, that was four or five years ago now. Like, we, we're way past that. Uh, unfortunately, the minor leagues are not producing the, the starting level pitching that, you know, would be able to sort of off, offset some of this stuff. And so if you're going to try to ask for pitching uh, in the marketplace, it's going to cost you, and it's going to cost you a lot in real dollars. You know, they tried the Verlander thing. It didn't work because he went back to Houston. So, you know, getting pitching is just, it's hard. And there's not a lot of places you can go to go get it. You know, folks want the proven guy. That's why the Tyones come here. That's why the Paxtons find their way here. You sort of kind of like playing a lottery ticket and hoping it works out. So far, those, you know, signings have not totally worked out, but you just got to keep on trying until you're successful. Thank you very much, Carl. Shout out at the C notes on Twitter, man. Thank you very much. Give him a follow on Twitter. Uh, let's go to Av. Give us a quick minute, Av, because we're running out of uh, time. Uh, final thoughts from you, sir. Plugs for your platform, if any, and of course, Susie Prof. Get her thoughts. As a plug for um, this Wednesday's um, Nickelbacker Ad Fan Forum, folks, the next season is over. Sorry <laughs> to tell you. You're doing a few more early. <laughs> it's it's <laughs> over. Um, uh, thank you again for having me on the dugout. Um, yes, sir. It, 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 it was an honor. This this was fun talking baseball. You know, baseball. You know, is everybody's first favorite sport? I really think so. Uh, at least someone tells me different. Um, and to talk about to talk about you know the Yankees, some you know a team that I'm very passionate about. That you know that, that I'm planning to go to a few more games this season because I haven't been to the stadium in a while. But um, look. Just like I know what Carl just said. Yes, pitching is a pain in the ass, and it's going to be—it's going to take a lot to fucking get, you know to get get it done. But let's be realistic. What do we have in the farm that we can you know that we can start giving up for? I mean, at this point, we have enough we have enough talent in that farm, at least in my opinion, that you can make it. That you can make some you know some miracles happen. And I mean, I've seen Cashman work some miracles. Hell, just think back to two thousand nine. But the, but the reality is is that you know the Yankees with the, with this with this pitching on rotation is not going to get it done, um, and I can't continue to say it's you know it's time for number twenty eight is on the way. I can't say that anymore. You, you know I've, I haven't been able to say that for a couple of years, and it really irks me that the Yankees, the New York Yankees, the you know the legendary twenty seven time champions of baseball, the, the the evil empire, the team that buys their championships. 
we can't get out of our own our, get out of the own way and, and, and be out yankied by other teams. I, I just don't see it happen. I mean, if, if they go for Friedman, great. If they if, if they go for Story, great. If they go for uh, for Correa, how much? And um, but get some freaking pitching. I don't care what you get. Get some fucking pitching, Catchman. I hope you're listening. We need fucking pitching. I'm going to keep on rocking my head until someone freaking tells me that we got a pitcher. I don't even care who it is at this point, but you can get yourself a freaking pitcher somewhere. Um, maybe even call the Reds. Maybe maybe call the Pirates. I don't know. Call somebody. But get, get some pitching down here because, the, I mean, if you really want to, you know, to compete for that 28th title, it's going to take pitching. You know, you can have all the sluggers in the world, but if but if you if you got a hurler on, on the mound, you know who can keep the opposition keep your opposition you know pretty much in check. That's your best way to win because I mean last year Yankees couldn't score runs, they couldn't hit in scoring position, they couldn't get hits when they right. needed it, they couldn't buy runs. So get this done, Cashman. Get us some fucking pitching. Thank you, Av. Nickelbacker Avenue on Twitter in the book. IG as well, man. Susie Prof, articles coming down the pike. Uh, final thoughts from you. Uh, anything else you'd like to add? We have not said. The floor is yours. Take your time, and then we'll wrap. Sure. Thanks so much, Steve. Thanks for always having me on here and giving uh, you know that that other side of the story uh, of of uh, of baseball. Um, what did we have this week? Well, you know what? I think like all of a sudden now we're going to start writing. Some pieces, obviously, around um, the makeup of this team. Where are we headed this season? Um, what are the new acquisitions really do for this team? I mean, mm-hmm. from that, from where we were, which was kind of like misery, what are we going to do now? Baseball is greedy. The owners stink. You know, that whole thing that we were writing about. I have to say, like, uh, the piece that um, – so, you know, as you, as you know, I – I go around and I'm running and I'm at ballparks and uh, another one of my hobbies is, is uh, going to wineries. And I met a guy about, about two and a half, three years ago now um, who is the owner of a winery up in upstate New York. Um, his bistro is in Saratoga Springs, but the winery itself is over in the Finger Lakes. And he uh, ghostwrited uh, or ghost wrote a, a a blog uh, on Sunday that we had. And it's kind of interesting. It talks a little bit about, um, you know, sort of the salaries and minor league baseball and um, just baseball as a, as a sport, as a passion, you know, outside of just MLB. It's kind of worth the read, really kind mm-hmm. of an interesting take on it. So I urge you to read that. Um, and I talk a little bit about, like, how we met and such. Um, this week, uh, again, I'm really focused on the new season, on getting ready uh, this spring. I agree that we need more pitching. We always need more pitching, and it's, you know, kind of annoying to see even the Mets, um, you know, pick up pitching from Oakland just yesterday. Um, so I, they're stacked this year, which is always frustrating for me as a Yankee fan to see, you know, the – redheaded stepchild <laughs> or stepbrother <laughs> across the river being, being uh, you know, in contention of what you want. Um, and then, unfortunately, Mets are going to be pretty good this year if they can uh, escape the injuries. 
Um, but I think I'm excited about the new teams that we're going to be playing. I mean, Noah Syndergaard went out to, to uh, along with Tyler Wade, out to uh, play with Mike Trout. So that's kind of interesting. It's going to be an interesting team that they've got going out there. And, you know, obviously we'll play the Angels a couple times this year. So it'll, it'll be kind of cool to see. Um, and, I'll, you know what, I give everybody a chance, Steve. So, again, I told you I'm not really a Josh Donaldson fan. But, you know what, I give him a chance in New York. Everybody has a shot. So if he can add value to the team and put us in a good position, um, I'm all for it. Uh, let's get, a, you know, another another deal done. I don't know that we will. I mean, we might be done, but it would be nice to see us bring in uh, a pitcher to kind of round things out because we really are going to need it. I think we're, we're sort of desperate for it. So that's what's coming this week. As you know, I'm always interested in what the fan has to say and, sharing out, um, you know, your thoughts, Steve, on, on the pieces that are out there and, and what you think we should be writing about um, in the future. But, again, thanks for letting me come on. Susie Prof, Susie Prof, one bleeding Yankee blue dot com, and also follow her articles on Twitter. Yeah, I'm going to be checking it out this week. Uh, I'm going to be on the look. For, I've been kind of off Twitter outside of sharing the episodes for our sports or our, our talk, but I'm going I'm to definitely look to see what you guys got to say, man. Uh, so check out BleedingYankeeBlue.com uh, uh, on, her, on her articles and pieces and Susie Prof on her Twitter account and IG, Susie Prof 1. Shout-outs to Carl, shout-outs to Avin, uh, Susie Prof. We, we, we'll be back next Monday and get more into the baseball talk, getting back into the flow of things. Uh, it's going to put a pause on my show watching, but nonetheless, baseball is back. Lockout no more. Oh, what a week. What a difference a week makes. So I'm glad to, ladies and gentlemen, Bleed Blue. Can you dig it? Can you dig it? Can you dig it? Blee blue, 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 blee blue. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.